So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. Howdy. Um, it's Emily and Andrew here, and today we're really super excited to welcome our guests, um, Aubrey and Marin from the Mamahood podcast. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. You're welcome. We're so happy to have you on. I've been listening to the Mamahood podcast since it started. I feel like I'm a little fangirl, oh but yeah, that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> a little embarrassing, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I feel like at least once... Every three days, Emily comes like, you have to listen to this piece from the the momhood. uh, Yeah, you have to listen to this episode. (laughs) I think he's listened to a couple with me. Yeah, especially driving. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, well, I... You probably listen to it more than our husbands have. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Well, we try and trade off. And so, like, I have my podcast that I really like to listen to that have no or of no interest to Emily and so she will like listen to mine so like Swap I try I try and listen right. to hers but I, I, I really like listening to you guys I think you have a really really cool dynamic so we're happy you're here Thank Thank you. You. and for those who don't know they served as a little bit of the motivation for us to start our podcast that's an honor. We yeah. didn't know that, okay. but thank awesome. you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Aubrey and Marin, can you guys tell us a little bit about how you got started with the Mamahood podcast? What inspired you? Dive right in, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, I... Oh, sorry. And also just introduce yourself a little bit. Okay. Family and... I'm Marin. I have three kids. I'm married. My three kids are three three and under so we did kids really fast in our family Mm -hmm. I've always been um interested in writing and motherhood and um basically anything to do with motherhood but I've also been a writer for a while so um that's kind of my creative background there and my husband and I started a podcast like two years ago now oh that's really cool um we only did one season we will probably come back but um and we had aubrey on the podcast and she can give her a little background but that's how we met but now we're just and then we after we met we just decided we wanted to kind of team up our you know aubrey has like the blogging background Mm -hmm. and i have the creative background and the podcasting background and we kind of decided we wanted to Team Combined up our forces. Yeah. forces Leave your husband behind. <laughs> well, he's actually our he's our producer. He uh, does our sound mixing and stuff. So he's he's the unsung hero of the podcast. Yeah, oh, that's he's cute. so great. Yeah. Anyways, you you introduce yourself. <laughs> I know it's weird to be in like this side of things, I, like <laughs> the hot seat. Yeah. I'm like, what about myself? You're just talking about other yeah. people. And we just recorded an episode with the Mamahood where yes. they were they were recording for their podcast, and so we haven't even changed seats. I know. So it it's feels weird. Maybe we like should have changed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we like just we to like... should have. <laughs> well, I'm Aubrey, and I I don't know really what to share. I have three kids, mm-hmm. five, two, and one. And we. it's funny because I was actually living in Texas when I was on the Both of Us podcast, so me and Marion didn't really meet for a couple years. We just were online friends and then yeah and then i i went through a lot of postpartum depression so i started a facebook group called the mama hood Mm -hmm. and um i invited like 
couple close friends. It was like a group of 39. And then it just started to reel in all these moms who felt the same way. And now it's grown over to like 30,000, over 30,000 moms. And after it got to like 300, I was like, I kind of want to just blog with it. I kind of, I just loved writing. I loved Mm -hmm. like my little boy would go to bed and I would just stay up late writing. And I just like loved, I'm a gatherer. I just love that connection with moms. And so I was on her podcast and then she's an incredible writer. So I was like, she needs to come write for the mom would blog and her posts. You should go look are just so good. So she was, a, she's helped. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> that can, is a part of our story. <laughs> yeah. our friend she was a writer on my blog for a little bit. And then, um, yeah, we've started this podcast and it's been so fun. So that's, that's so awesome. awesome. And we have lots of other, now we're just kind of partners in crime we have lots of other projects up our sleeves and we're kind of just we're just on a mission to help moms um find community find understanding we're really focused on like what we say moms in the trenches Mm -hmm. these early years of motherhood that are just really tough there's just so many things plaguing moms in these early years especially in this age of social media like so much that is expected of us and not only now are we expected to be moms which is tough but we're also expected to look a certain way and have all these other things we're doing and we're just we're on the mission of making moms feel understood seen and valued where they're at especially in these early years so okay that's kind of our mission statement i guess mission i'm really really grateful for you guys to be on here too so yeah like Thank I said, you. she's had several times where she's come to me like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Seriously. Like, oh my gosh. So Why are you good? making my voice sound like that? I can't do your crying voice. So I was, I was <laughs> well, no one can do my crying voice because I can't cry and talk at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think what, what you guys are doing is awesome. I think the um, pressures that we are all feeling in, in this day and age um, are just intense and incredible and we really need people out there who are fighting to put put our lives and our roles in, in perspective and i think you guys do an awesome job i think motherhood and fatherhood are like like the most important things like above i mean yes you have to feed your family but like above your jobs like even motherhood yeah. and fatherhood are just like the most important and We're so forming for you guys, humans you know right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah not even just forming them but like helping them to become is, yeah so anyways um on our podcast, when we have guests on, we do a Pobody's Nerfict, which is from The Office. Um, <laughs> yep. Hopefully, we don't get sued for that ever by using Pobody's Nerfict. But, um, yeah. So, that's basically just like an embarrassing moment or funny fail. Do you guys have one that you want to share? Oh, we're full. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> which one you, hear. <laughs> you go first. Me? I always make Marin go first. Yeah. Like, uh, I can go you first, too, if Pobody's Nerfict, right? Okay. Do you have one? I have one. Because you should go first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'll go. So, most people learn how to ride a bike when they're like <laughs> four. And I did, and I knew how to ride a bike. But I haven't ridden so a bike. She says. Okay, I haven't <laughs> ridden a bike since I was like 15 or 16. And Andrew got this new bike, and he's like, You should bike to school instead of walk. Like, it'll take you like two seconds. I really of, like, love 30 cycling. Minutes. I think it's so. I, it's just like, an, an, like empowering. Like, I got here by the power of my legs. Like, yeah. on well, my I can own. walk and say the same thing. <laughs> I guess that's true. I got there <laughs> fast. Just walking. Like, I got there yeah. fast on my legs. Right. Okay. But so I was so trying he to was like to really it. encouraging me, like, Just take the bike. Just take the bike bike and i was like super angry about it i was like i don't want to take the bike i don't like it's too tall and the seat's too tall and i can't i'm too short and so i finally convinced her to do it and so i'm out there at 
Right. It's like, like it's getting dark and we have one kid asleep already and the other one I was like in the middle of saying like, hey, go get naked because we're going to do bath time. And he's like, let's just go take the bike down and we'll just like just get on and I'll just a seat. So I get on and I can't do it. I'm super frustrated. Anyways, Hiram comes out and he's naked. He's like, I want my bath. He's standing on, it's like the way our apartments are, like, the, we live on the second floor, but there's like a, a platform and then the stairs to come down, and there's a big light right above our door, and yeah. he's standing on top of the stairs, completely naked, and there are people out. Like, it's not yeah. like there's nobody out there, so there are people out walking around. He's got a spotlight on him from the ceiling, he's like, I'm naked. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so I try to ride the bike around, I'm like, getting a little bit confident, and then, like, okay, fine, I'll do this tomorrow. So... My class is at 7, and I get up and ride the bike down, and it's, like, really dark. And I'm, like, doing okay, and I, I can, like, barely get on it because it's still too <laughs> tall. Like, at the lowest it mm-hmm. can go, it's still too tall. And I cross the street. Like, I get off the bike to cross the street because I was, like, too nervous to cro- like to ride in front of everybody that's staring at me, like, waiting for the light. That's so funny. And I, like, hop back on, and I totally, like, fell off like the bike and everything like <laughs> fell sideways like I'm like strewn oh, no. about in the middle of the sidewalk and oh. it's like so embarrassing so I ride back home after class I'm like never again yeah. like I'm never riding bike ever say, again. she has not gotten back on the bike no I'm not going to <laughs> oh my so god so that's like my just yeah bless you oh like, no seriously <laughs> It's really embarrassing. Um, okay, I thought of one. And this is funny because within like a week, me and Obs both had really embarrassing moments having to do with the new Lion King movie. Oh, really? <laughs> what? But um, I attempted to take my kids to Lion King by myself, which was oh a really three kids? stupid idea. Three kids three under three. Yeah. And yeah. weren't you by yourself too? Yeah. No. Oh, well, no. kind of. Well, I'll share that one too. <laughs> so I, it was just, I don't know why I did it. I don't know. I, to this, because you were feeling like, adventurous. Nobody's nerfed. Yeah. Right, right. You're like fantasy. Um, like, this is going to be so good. They're all going to be well I'm like, they're going to love it. We've Toy Story twice and they like sat and watched the whole thing. So I'm like, yeah. they're going to love this. But if anyone's seen Lion King, no offense to like, it's not very good. Disney. Hello. I like I just it's not that good. Like it's That's coming from the Disneyland Disney fanatic herself. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean it just for kids it's like it's the mo- it's the cartoon but less colorful and bright and musical. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's basically they did not care one bit about it and like the entire time they were just not sitting still and I was there with them feeling like I spent money on this like we're finishing this dang movie <laughs> and during I finally like there had been several times where they were like loud and shouting or whatever and I was just kind of dealing with it and then finally we hit the scene where Scar brutally murders Mufasa and he like grabs him by his claws and like throws him off the cliff and in that movie have you guys seen it? Uh yeah in that movie it like goes silent like it's like a quiet part of the movie where he's like falling Mm -hmm. and it's like so dramatic and all of a sudden my little two year old boy just screams at the top of his lungs I want fruit snacks now (laughs) like at the top of his lungs and I was like we're leaving 
we're going right now. Like, I can't. <clears throat> yeah. I cannot sit in the theater and have everyone stare at me as we leave at the end of this movie. Not, that's that's only like 15 minutes into the movie. Is oh, yeah, no. Minutes? I'm telling you, it was the worst 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we're, we're out. Probably felt yeah. like three hours. We're yeah. out right now. Like, so I just funny. could not. I was so... It was one of those times where I was, like, mad at my baby, which... Is pointless because like they don't know what they're doing, but it's back yeah. to that expectation. It was <laughs> right. the worst timing. So yeah, that was really embarrassing. Like I was bright red when that happened. Yeah. Uh. Well, luckily it was dark, so no one really saw. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely got like glares because it's oh, like. This I feel like most- I should just tag my story along with hers because yeah, it's really it. similar. Okay. So just pretend we literally went to the movies together, mm-hmm. like but in separate cities. So she's like, I just got back from Lion King too. So clearly it's, <laughs> it's a problem. But on my, in my theater down South, um, <laughs> while he's asking for fruit snacks, I lose my dang kid. And like, okay. So uh, this is so embarrassing. So they, we were just like juggling kids. You're right. It's the most boring show ever. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what. Like, we came home and watched the cartoon one, and my kid was glued. Right? He's like, this is the new one, Mom. I'm like, actually, that was like the first one years this ago. This came out when I was born. Yeah, this is my yeah. first show. Yeah. Like, literally the year I was born yeah. is when it came out. Oh, my gosh. I feel old. That was like the first movie I'd ever seen. Anyway, so in our theater, I, like kids were just crazy so I'm Shay was out my husband was out in the hallway and I'm like looking for my kid like we're just juggling kids and he thought I had one of the kids I thought he had one of the kids anyway after Scar sings be prepared and it goes dead silent (laughs) barely sings it I'm just saying that's like the best part of the cartoon but yeah he doesn't even sing it but it still is loud and then it goes dead silent Uh and all of a sudden all of a sudden, this lady is hoisting up my little girl, and like Lion King himself. Like, was like, does anyone know what kid this is? And not, she's like, not, it's is like a not, baby. Not, not like a baby. Like, what, like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, and I'm clear at the top. So I'm like, she's like, mine, and I just dart down. I'm like, this is seriously the worst. I just grab her and I just bail. We were probably yeah, oh my leaving gosh. at the same time. It was. It was that is so funny. Lion just bad luck. Like, literally, the circle of life is happening. <laughs> that is was. Weird. What like, kid is this? What is even happening? So, yeah. That is hilarious. Lion King is thing. not for us. No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I personally liked it, but I think you're right. Like, for little kids, it was, like, not very interesting. Yeah. Like, Hiram didn't. Yeah, it was more like a wink yeah. and a nod at, like, the older generation who had seen right. Lion King kind of more up. of a nostalgia thing for yeah. us. Yeah. And I've been telling yeah, Dallin we need to go back for a date. Yeah. Like, and just watch it without, and enjoy it without wrangling. Because I haven't seen Past the Death. So I really can't say <laughs> right. Past the Death. And I didn't yeah. see Past be prepared so <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed in that because I, I always loved the be prepared scene in the original because mm-hmm. it's like it's like the a hyena is not... going like right, no one can see yeah. what I'm doing I, I, I'm doing I, I the love, dance perfectly I, I love <laughs> history and so I love that scene because it's a wink and a nod at at Hitler and at uh-huh. the Nazis and wow I've never thought of that you never noticed I've that? Never no. thought of that either yeah watch it like the, watch it again and like if you go back and watch like videos of military parades in Nazi Germany. Uh-uh. Yeah, so there are a lot of Disney things so that are like Scar's that. Scar's Hitler? Yeah, I mean, it's not. Oh, this is weird. Yeah, I thought it was I based know. on this him. This took a south. weird turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, <laughs> went south real okay. fast. Yeah. 
I now I'm saying this. That is what my circle always said. I might be totally wrong. So if someone, okay. knows, I can oh see gosh. it though. They are like marching. Yeah, like and like, it's like the stiff, stiff legs mm-hmm. and uh, oh yeah, like God. military Weird. marching. Weird. You're right. So there's a lot of stuff in like fiction movies that are like a wink and a nod at at the Nazis. Yeah. That's crazy. But like you're saying, it was really disappointing. Like he basically spoke that song and yeah. it was like a third of the length right. and no green cool green smoke yeah <laughs> yeah but okay, she loved it so it's okay. yeah I, really like it. <laughs> yeah I mean for myself I, I, yeah. I liked it and Hiram did well in it for some reason he did well but he didn't love it no he didn't love it as much yeah. but we did not have the mamahood on to discuss the okay so today we're gonna talk about gentle and mindful parenting and i mean who better on to have than the mamahood so you're so nice you're yeah you guys are awesome um so first of all i just want to touch on um gentle and mindful parenting from like kind of a christ-like perspective like looking at looking at it how Christ is, I guess. Like, he is the most patient. He is the most gentle. He is the most loving and mindful. And there are several examples of that in the scriptures. Um, But let's just dive into gentleness real quick first. Um, On a lighter note, who do you guys think is more gentle, you or your husband? Me. (laughs) Why do you think so? Or why do you know so? I'm, like, totally the softy. Okay. Um, and he's not like a not gentle parent, but he's mm-hmm. definitely like the the discipliner and like lay down the law parent yeah. for sure. Whereas I'm like just a total softy. I'm opposite. It's yeah, my opposite. husband for sure. Fully <laughs> <laughs> well, admit it. Yeah. Well, I admit it too for myself. I think that I'm. I think that I am more or less. You are more, Andrew. You're more gentle than I am. I think. Yeah, and no, I don't but, think so. But. but I think it's because. Like, I'm quick to get irritated and frustrated. And so, like, I'm, I'm not a very patient person, so I don't see myself as being gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you guys think? Is there a difference between, like, being patient and being gentle? Um, I think that, for me, gentle parenting is um, being very aware of the way that we are interacting physically and the way that we are interacting verbally with our children mm-hmm. um patience to me i think you can have immense patience regardless of how that gets manifested i think patience is more of a mindset of like how you're feeling about what's going on or um if you're internally frustrated whereas to me gentle parent parenting is more how it's manifested in the way that you interact with your child but okay. I could be That's, right. a good answer. That's no. just my opinion. That's I almost feel like patience is like underneath the umbrella of gentleness. Yeah. There's a lot of characteristics that encompass gentle and I think that's a way to be gen- to be gentle. Right. That's awesome. Um so I feel like it's kind of obvious that it's like easy to be gentle when things are going well, you know. Mm-hmm. When the kids are like well behaved or when they're being sweet. Um but are there times where it's easier to be gentle? And at the same time, they're, they are having a hard time. Does that question make sense? Yeah. I think so. Marion's really good. Like, gentleness is her kind of word for motherhood. She's yeah. just, she, she's a great example of it. What would you say on that? Um, 
Ask one more time. So sometimes it's easy to be gentle and sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. But like an obvious moment that it would be easy would be when things are going well. Right. Are there times when things aren't going well and it's still easy to be gentle? Do you think? Um, to me, I feel like it's almost like how you guys have your phrase about being rooted. Mm-hmm. Being a gentle mom is something that I've made almost like my catchphrase or like my motto of motherhood I guess every single day I wake up and when I say my prayers I pray that God will help me today to be a gentle mother it's something that I'm always trying to be mindful of and I don't think um, it doesn't mean I don't get frustrated Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I don't hit a breaking point where I want to pull my hair out (laughs) or where I'm just totally flustered it just more means that I am always trying to be in control of the way that the way I'm feeling gets manifested to my kids. Like I can be flustered. I can be frustrated that my child just screamed during Mufasa's death. (laughs) Right. And I can be feeling completely embarrassed and disappointed that I spent money to be there. And all of these, like I'm a failure feelings. Like I can't believe I can't even take my kids to a movie. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, I can be feeling all of that, but I still can respond to my child kindly and gently and say we need to go now that wasn't you know we don't scream during movies and we ask nicely for fruit snacks you know it's Mm -hmm. it's more the way that it's manifested and so to me yes it takes practice but it's definitely possible to still parent in a gentle way it's almost like even if it's tough right like you can feel this way but you can act this way exactly so to all of our listeners especially the moms out there um, who feel like they are just awful at this aspect of, of motherhood. I feel like we've all felt like we were yeah. awful mm-hmm. at one point or another. For sure. Um, yes. What would you tell that those moms? Like, how would you, what would you tell them first to encourage them, and then how do they get to a point where they feel like they are being gentle? Or how do they get to a point where to develop these like confident. attributes? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, too, I mean... It's just what she said is practice. I mean, she natu- I feel like Mary naturally is a gentle person and that when you watch her with her kids, she she's very much like that and it comes motherhood comes really natural for her. For me it's not so much and it's a total practice where I wake up every day and I'm like, okay, please help me to have more patience. Please. And she's praying for gentleness, but like for, I feel like for me it's really hard to be all, that way all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's practice for sure, but I think it just comes down to you know what do you want it to look like? And then trying to reach for that. And so, I don't know. Like, I love that she wakes up every morning. That's her goal is to be gentle. And I think, I mean, maybe that's the key is just having that be what you're working towards. Just consistency. Yeah. And, and working towards it. I, I think everyone's levels of patience are different. Every mm-hmm. personality is different. Some are quicker to anger. Some are different. But I think, you know, have some goals for yourself. And if, that, if you want to be that mom, work towards it because you can be any kind of mom you want to be yeah well and i feel like there's so much um grace in a new day like there's so much grace in a new day you can wake up the next day and you can be telling yourself i'm not a gentle mom i'm not a patient mom i i get frustrated easily or you can just be like this is a new day and i can choose to try something new today i can choose to try harder today and just to me the grace that comes with each new day and the little bits of improvement that can happen every single day or even i there's so much in an apology 
mm-hmm. when you lose your cool. Right. There's so much. Sorry. There's so much that can come out of looking your child in the eye and saying, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I wasn't gentle right then, or I'm sorry I lost my patience." And that's a new start too. I just feel like it mm-hmm. all kind of. If we're parenting. Like how you guys are saying, like in line with this outpost of heaven where we're trying to parent um, with heaven in our home or whatever that like everything can relate back to God and Jesus Christ and the atonement, which is endless grace. There's always a new start. There's always forgiveness. There's always an apology that can make it better until eventually it just becomes a part of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I love you first. first. We just jinx. Jinx. Um, So. I love, too, that kids are so forgiving Mm -hmm. that they don't hold a grudge. And so, like, when you do apologize, like, and, like, say sorry, like, to them, it's done. It's over. Mm -hmm. And even if you didn't apologize, it probably would have been done to them. But, Mm -hmm. like, of course, it's um, super important to apologize and to be vulnerable with your little kid um, in that. But I just think, like, if we could be, like, a little child and have those new starts so quickly like how much better would we become every day yeah and i want to have a shout out slash challenge to all the dads out there who are listening to this (laughs) um i think it's really easy for us to to say oh i'm not going to apologize because i'm the dad and i'm right because i'm the dad and uh and I, I, just, I would be so sad if i had missed out on all of the wonderful opportunities i've had even with our my three-year-old you know um, of when I had I got a chance to go and say I was sorry to him because I messed up because we're human and we mess up we're not perfect um, but there, I've just had so many awesome experiences where I tell I sit down and say hi I'm, like, I'm really sorry I shouldn't have done that like I was I I was too mean or I was too aggressive or whatever whatever it was I wasn't gentle enough um, and he always responds like so like gently mm-hmm. um, and yeah. so warmly like the like the hugs that you get from your three-year-old after you say you're sorry are like the best hugs you're gonna get yeah yeah i mean because those are they're not the like oh you just gave me a toy i'm really excited hugs they're like the com- like i really do love you even yeah. though you messed up yeah they're like completely emotion filled hugs because they, yeah. they're realizing like oh like i'm not what i did wasn't wrong and so like they're coming like they're filled with warm feelings because they realize like oh i'm happy like i'm happy like i don't need to feel bad like my parents still my dad still loves me mm-hmm. um and so like they, they want to reciprocate and they want to show that love and so <laughs> reach out and uh <laughs> reach out and say you're sorry and i promise you like the hugs and the loves you're going to get from from those moments are going to be some of the sweetest you're going to get which is funny because sometimes it's really hard to say sorry to your kid Mm -hmm. like i'm always like oh i hate that i'm wrong right now yeah (laughs) yeah it takes a lot of humility even to your own kid but it does i think it it shows them too that you're able to do that and it's a huge thing for them to see well and it teaches it teaches them to how it works when you mess up like i think a lot of us are raised to feel like we don't need to apologize or like we just need to fight and defend our actions to the better end and then avoid people afterwards. and avoid yeah. right but i do feel like showing our kids what you do when you mess up and owning it and apologizing and having that forgiveness and that grace step in just teaches them a really valuable lesson for their life yeah definitely um do you guys have any experiences where you were required to 
be gentle and to stay gentle while your kid was having a meltdown or a freak out or in pain. Yeah, one comes to mind that um, was like a spiritual experience for me that I had kind of talked to you a little bit before. And um, that is just my little boy. He really struggles with foot cramps. Like ever since he was walking, basically, there's it's probably like once or twice a week. This is your three-year-old? My three-year-old. And there have been times in his life where it gets worse and it's several nights a week and then sometimes where we have a couple weeks of a break Mm -hmm. but it's just something that's sort of like plagued my motherhood of raising him and something that I've had to develop a lot of patience with which sounds selfish because I know that he's the one in pain Mm -hmm. but um he just gets these awful foot cramps in the middle of the night and he wakes up screaming because you know when you wake up with a charlie horse or a foot cramp oh, yeah. it, it feels like the worst thing in the world and especially when you're three and you don't know how to cope with pain very well um and you he, don't understand what's going on right it's you don't know like, all of a sudden my foot is hurting yeah. Yeah. yeah and i don't know why he struggles with it like we've talked with his doctors and stuff about it they've given me all kinds of advice as far as like um different ways to change his diet that we've tried giving him more water so i give him tons of water um I don't know if it's just that he's really tall, so he grows really fast. I don't know. Anyways, I'm kind of tangenting right now, but I'll get to the point. It's just been something that I have kind of begrudgingly taken care of throughout my my raising of him, where it's like, okay, it's foot cramps again, and now I've kind of gotten it down to a method of how to help him the best, and mm-hmm. I go and I get the hot rags, and I get them warm, and then I go into his room, and I give him some ibuprofen, and I put the wraps, the rags around his feet, and I rub his feet, and sometimes I will rub them for hours. Oh my goodness. And, um, I don't know, I'm getting emotional, but, um, it I had this experience the other night where I went into do this and I was so tired I have a nursing baby right now so it's like the nights where this happens it's just like no sleep all yeah. night right. I'm nursing a baby and then I'm doing this and, and um, your other kids get up in the morning and you have to get up yeah yeah and I sat there on his bed and um I wrapped the hot rags around his feet and was rubbing his feet and um I was just thinking and suddenly I had like the clearest image in my head pop into my head of um, Jesus Christ rubbing, washing his apostles feet. And um, <laughs> the scripture came to my mind, if you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. And um, in that moment, I just felt so connected to Jesus Christ and I understood what lesson he's been trying to teach me through this um lack of sleep and this like trial that I feel like I've been bearing for three years of helping my child um and I suddenly felt so grateful like so grateful to be a gentle and a patient mom in that moment instead of getting frustrated instead of sending Dallin in begrudgingly I felt so grateful for that opportunity to go in and comfort him and rub his feet the way that Jesus Christ took care of his apostles feet and I felt so connected to him and my motherhood and my parenthood felt so much more meaningful and to me that was just a a game changer to me of the importance of responding patiently and gently in these experiences because you don't know what Heavenly Father is trying to teach you from them what a powerful experience thank you for sharing that I think think my favorite part about that is that 
I mean, it's not fun looking back at it retrospectively, I'm sure for you, but that it took three years for you to get to that point where you felt like you knew why or that you Mm -hmm. found a justification, like a doctrinal justification for why you're being gentle. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of us, at at any given moment, we're all probably in the midst of that three-year span Mm -hmm. where we're we're doing the, the right thing, but we don't necessarily know why or we don't have like a strong testimony of, of it being the right thing so if you're in that moment people just keep going it'll mm-hmm. come <laughs> right right yeah. the clarity will come right yeah awesome well is it okay if we switch gears to being mindful or did mm-hmm. Aubrey do you have an experience no I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna add to that that was yeah. perfect yeah okay. that was so, so maybe we'll turn to you then about mindfulness and presence yeah okay. get up on your soapbox tell people what you want them to know about this <laughs> yeah. topic because this is the topic you guys brought to us or you guys right. you guys mentioned yeah, well, to us it so, is kind of funny because she yeah she's all about gentleness and I'm all about mindfulness so yeah perfect so I'm really excited to hear about mindfulness too um, and we just want to give our listeners some really practical tips of how we can stay mindful and then also like the importance of what it means to stay mindful and yeah. okay so I feel like maybe some tips that have helped me mindfulness was not something that came easy like I said motherhood mm-hmm. is not I mean, that's why I started the mama. It was because right. it was, it was hard. Not, not something I enjoyed. And I really was frustrated with that. Yeah. And so I think for me, becoming intentional and mindful in everything I'm doing has changed my perspective completely. Okay. So whether that means like whatever it is you're doing, like even if it means you're going to scroll through Instagram or sit and do nothing for that half an hour, mm-hmm. you're being mindful and making that choice. So something that I try to do is just have... Um, well, and I've kind of gotten into like meditation and slowing down and it has honestly helped me be so content with life and love my motherhood. Like I'm like so happy now because I've practiced these different things. So I don't know. I mean, I could share a couple things I do. I try to, um, like in the, like I, (laughs) the other day I was having my kids meditate with me. (laughs) It was kind of a disaster, (laughs) but I just try to be mindful and kind of shift my mind a little bit. Like I used to try to be so, it's almost like life was happening to me. To me, and I wasn't. What's that quote? Life is happening to me, but I wasn't. Like it was just happening to you. To you not, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And you were I, an object being acted upon. Yes. And yes. Yeah. And it, it felt yeah. like that. It was like we were just rolling, and I was just surviving, and it was mm-hmm. literally like the most exhausting thing ever. And right now, I have three kids. And yeah, it's so exhausting when you first become a mom, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a place where I've be I've shifted my mindset and I've shifted how mindful I am that I'm able to be in control of what I'm doing and what our family does and what that looks like and what our house does. Like what we were talking about earlier, how you guys are like the Jor- Jordans don't do this or Jordans <laughs> do this. Yeah. I think that's mindfulness. I think it's having the choice of choosing the things that matter to you and living in those moments and being really present with what you're doing and purposeful and everything that you do. I think the idea of like being present is something that's really hard in our yeah. society because everything about every aspect of our life is trying to pull us to a plane of not being present. It's, tr- it's trying to make us be in Washington, D.C. or in Los Angeles or somewhere else. So how do you do that? Like, How do you remain where you're at? So when we moved to Texas a few years back and I was it was really hard for me. I had a really hard time. It was just me and my husband, my little boy. And I remember thinking, I'm gonna love this place so that oh my gosh, why am I getting all sad? That by the time I leave, I'll have tears. Here's my tears coming in. <laughs> but I do have tears now. You know, I I 
I live that way. And I, it was a choice every single day. And those were really hard years, like super hard. I was losing babies all the time and I didn't have any family and I was by myself. And I'd wake up every single day and we had one crappy car <laughs> that we still own. But that I would, we just had had one and I would take my husband to work and then I would pound the pavement with my little boy and explore every ounce that city had to offer and allow myself to take in what I was given. Mm-hmm. And I felt a lot of things taken from me at that time of life. My family, babies, I mean, I just felt a lot taken away. And I think just having that, um, my friend had said, wherever you are, love it with all of your heart. Yeah. So in that moment, it was where we lived. But I've taken that as a theme for myself wherever I am. Whether it's three kids and I'm having a really hard time, I try to figure out what that phase of life has to offer and take it in for what it's worth and be able to love every ounce of it, even the hard stuff. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, I've, it's just a practice I've done for a long time. And it's it just is a choice. It comes down to just choosing that and allowing yourself to to grow where you're planted and love where you are <laughs> and be in the in the phase of life. That means phase of life, where you live. I mean, all of those right. things are mm-hmm. included in that. But it is, it's, a, it's so much better to live that way than to have life happen to you and not feel in control. Mm-hmm. I think, too, that it shows Heavenly Father that we're grateful for what we have. Mm-hmm. We're grateful for the life we've been given, even if our circumstances may be really sucky at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, if we're making the choice to live the the way that we're living and the choice to like explore or the choice to embrace the chaos like heavenly father sees that as an act of gratitude yeah yeah so So when i think about mindfulness specifically in the context of parenting um i i think a lot about um being mindful of my kids needs so in that sense how does being mindful help both of you uh, better recognize your kids' needs and how to meet them? Um, I grew up in a um, family situation and Obs has had me on my soapbox on Marco mm-hmm. Polo with her lately. I've been going through therapy and like talking through my um, my upbringing. But I grew up with in a divorced home and with a working mom and everything and a lot of what I've been recognizing lately is that really more than anything more than um things or extracurricular activities or whatever I just needed my mom and my dad there with me that's what I needed and that was a lack for me in some phases of my life but I when you're talking about being mindful of our kids' needs, they need us, and they need us to be present. And they need us to not be staring at a box mm-hmm. when they're trying to talk She's to us. She's held up her phone, for those of you who can't see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they need us to um, not be always putting our finger up and telling them one second, one second, one second. Um, and they need us to not be... Um, I don't know. It's just our kids need us. That's that's what they need. Yeah. And so I think there's a ton of needs that our kids have that we can be mindful of. But above all, mindfulness and presence go hand in hand. Because if we're being truly mindful of the needs of our kids, we will be present. We will be with them. We will focus on them. We will mm-hmm. recognize that they have one childhood. We have one yeah. motherhood or one fatherhood. And that we need to be spending it 
with them and being focused in on what's important in each moment, being present in what's important in that moment. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, yeah no, that was excellent. Yeah, I'm just thinking of a lot of times in my experience, so Emily and I are both in school right now. Um, we're both full-time students. Last semester, thank goodness. But mm-hmm. Yay! Um, what are they saying? Oh, so this has been really hard for us specifically this semester because we're both, like I said, we're both taking a full load and like we literally have to take time away yeah like we yeah, i have to have sit to. down to read and do and write it's papers so hard. um mm-hmm. and like i try and balance saying okay like, i'm like i'm gonna play with you for like 30 minutes and then then i'm gonna go work on my homework mm-hmm. um but th- then it's it's sometimes it's hard because he knows that if he like comes and talks to me like i'm going to want to talk to him and so his mm-hmm. his um i don't know if this is going to lead anywhere important but he like okay. recently he just always wants to talk to us oh um, yeah like at dinner time he's always like talk to me talk yeah to me. <laughs> that's so cute so we sit down and emily and i are talking about our days because like we're seeing each other for the first time and so we want to talk to each yeah. other he's like hey hey mom 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 mom, mom, mom. Talk, talk about <laughs> me so talk and then me. say hi i'm like what do you want to talk about and then every, every night time. without fail yeah. it's like i want to talk about Four wheelers. Four wheelers. Oh. And he four wheelers all the time. Um, he has nothing to say about them. He's yeah. Like, just wants to talk They're about cool. It. I like the blue one. I like ones. the blue one and Mimi's. <laughs> so Mimi's cute. what we, he calls my mom. Like, like Mimi's four wheeler and I want to ride the golf cart and golf Buzz Lightyear car. and then just like cyclical just like things. It's like random train. Um, so, uh, I don't know why. Oh. In your guys' experience, how do you balance, you know, getting the things done that you need to get done with, you know, being there for your kids? Because that's, it's so much more enjoyable to, you know, spend 30 minutes playing cars on the ground with your kid um, than it is to write a horrible paper that I have to write about Americans, America's involvement in East Asia. So, um, so it's so much more enjoyable to do, to be involved with your kids, but you have to do those other things. So how do you guys do that? For me, I mean, I do a lot of work, too, at home. I don't have a babysitter or anyone helping me. So this is tricky because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could do this while I'm doing this. While I have my brain works a thousand uh-huh. different ways. Yeah. But I've learned that I need to be 100% wherever I am. So if I'm going to be playing Legos, I'm going to be 100% building a I'm tower. I'm a dang yeah. good yeah. Lego builder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I'm going to yeah. be working, I'm going to be working. And he knows, my little kids know that that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just being 100% with whatever you're doing has helped me a ton because I used to just be like, hold on, sweetie, I'm just needing to do this real quick for this company or I need to do it, you know. Filling in every second. Yes, yeah. And and then it ends up being you're giving 20% here, 20% here, and 20% to your kids, and that's not fair either. So I just have tried to do that to help. Yeah, I just think it's that's true, like keeping it consistent because if your kid understands, like this is what what to expect about the time when mom and dad are in school. And then I can all, but I can expect that when they're done with school, I get their full attention and Mm -hmm. I get their full affection and they're going to look at me and not be focused on something else. You know, I just think it's, um, cause kids, kids are resilient. They understand schedules. They understand it's time to go to bed. It's time to go to school. It's time to eat breakfast. It's time to take a bath. And they can see you working hard, like with school stuff. Yeah. So you just tell them what you're doing and, and give them. And that's a part of what they can expect and what they can understand about that moment. But they can know that when it's time for you being with them, that's all you're going to be. Then we're going to talk about yeah. Hiram. Then we're, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we're going to talk about them and spend time with them. Yeah. 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 
and it's tough like it's tough and me and my husband have both been in different phases where we have a lot more on our plate Mm -hmm. where we have to do and it really is that about about being so present with them when it's that time to be with them yeah i love that thank you um so are you guys ready to wrap up do you have any last thoughts I don't think so. You guys gentle. are so great. Yeah, this has been, been fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much well, for being sorry. on. And there's one thing yes. I wanted to share. Go for real it. quick. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, the gun. You guys are um, there, as we, Emily and I have been talking about this um, and thinking about this uh, recording session with you guys, um, there's a story that kept coming back up in my mind that I felt like I really wanted to share. Um, so in the scriptures, there's this really cool passage where Christ comes to his, to some of his disciples and he's talking to them for like several chapters, teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching. Um, and he says, all right guys, I need to go now. Um, and he, there's a really interesting verse and basically says he stops and he looks in the eyes of, of his, uh, oh, of his disciples. This one rips me apart. I know this one kills me every time, but he, he sees the, the eyes of his disciples and he sees that like they, the, like the way it's wording is, is really interesting. It's like they looked upon him as if they wanted to ask him to stay, but they mm-hmm. felt like they couldn't ask him to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says like his bowels are filled with, with compassion and moved for them. And they had, you know, they had just been taught by Christ, by the master. Um, but what they really wanted in the end was they wanted Christ to hold their kids and to mm-hmm. bless them. And, ah! You're not crying already. Yeah, <laughs> and that is just such a powerful example to me of Christ being mindful that he saw, he did what he had to do. He taught, which is such an important part of parenting, um, and he was teaching and he and he corrected, um, but at the end, he saw that his disciples, his children, needed to be loved. They needed that affection they needed that physical affection from their savior and the savior then took that time and took a significant amount of time and this is god's so, you know he has things to do it's mm-hmm. you know if they, we're talking <laughs> if about anyone's like, busy yeah, yeah. Like, like oh i have to do my homework but this is like the creator of the world and all the worlds that are yeah. um, but he took the time to go and and bless all of the sick and he doesn't just say oh bring me your sick he goes through like names specific infirmities and then he says bring me your kids and then he prays with the kids and then he blesses the kids and so he spends a significant amount of personal time with them um and so in all things christ is our great exemplar he's the best example um and i know that as you are listeners at home as you try really hard to apply these things we've talked about like you are going to feel the savior on your side because your kids are his kids and he really wants them to feel his love and he wants you to feel that same experience of loving someone like he's been able to do Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing that. That's that was, my soapbox. I'm good. Okay. That I was love perfect. That. I really do. And I just think like our role, like God gives us our children, and our role is to teach them they come knowing nothing. And our role is to yeah. teach them about God's love to them. And what better way to do that than try to exemplify him and 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 teach about him? And I just think what you said is great. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. Preach. And we'll we'll put the uh the scripture verse. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. Yes, yeah, so you yeah. guys can go read that more if you want to. Yeah, awesome. Well, where can our listeners find you guys? Mare? She always shares this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, our podcast is on every podcasting app. It's the Mamahood Podcast. 
Um, we are, um, you can also access it at themamahoodpodcast.com. And we're on Instagram at the.mamahood. And um, Aubrey's on Instagram at Aubrey Grossin. And I'm on Instagram at Marindrew Bay. And, and from really there, you Instagrams. can find everything that we do. Yeah. Em- Emily constantly shows me their, uh, guys. their Instagram. Like, <laughs> I see one of I your guys, one of your guys' stories probably every other day. So. <laughs> because it's just like you guys are so real and funny that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. Like <laughs> when you shared that story about your little girl's peanut butter face on your butt, <laughs> I died. Oh my gosh! I, I think it's the first time I actually saw you was oh, in that, that story that Emily showed me. <laughs> so hilarious. <laughs> the circle. Yeah. yeah. I know. Anyways. <laughs> Good times, okay. yeah. If you yeah. follow our mamahood page, then you'll get lots of good mom advice. If you follow right. our personal Instagram page, you're gonna see a lot of <laughs> yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome. I love it. So, thank you guys so much for being on, and for you guys listening. Please go listen to the Mamahood podcast. You'll get some really awesome advice, and um, get to hear from some really great guests that they have on too. So, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, see you guys. Bye. Keep the faith.